What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this Thursday evening edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I'm actually recording this a bit early. Uh, I'm not going to do it after the game because this game is basically over. The Penguins are down 4 nothing to the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Just a bad game in all facets uh, for the Penguins. You know, they were kind of due, I think, for a game like this. You know, after the first period, the Penguins, you know, they were actually, it was a really good first period, I thought. They got some really good chances on Freddie Anderson, scoreless. Uh, Matt Murray looked really good. And then the second period came. Really a uh, hell of a shot by Jake Muzzin to beat him. Uh, hit the post and goes in, so kind of a lucky bounce. Um, there's also plenty of people in front of Murray, so we had no chance on that. Um, I will never blame a goalie for a 5-on-3 goal. I do not know why some people on Penguins Twitter were blaming Matt Murray for that second goal. But uh, you do you. Uh, that's an easy mute button for me and a lot of people. Um, you kind of see who really follows the team and who is a real big fan of this team. Um, when games are like this, uh, as opposed to fans who just, you know, follow, barely follow it and just bandwagon them a little bit. Because um, I guess I'll start with, you know, some of the Matt Murray hate that was going on tonight was absolutely pathetic. Um, you know, this is not the same. Uh, if Tristan Jari was in net and this happened, I know we would not see the same about that. You know, Matt Murray has not um, given up four goals in the game in probably, what, a month and a half now? It's it, It's probably been like, Five, six weeks, he's been really good. You saw that that chart coming into tonight's game with Jari and Murray. I mean, in the, over the last nine games together, 10 games, they're identical. Like the, the Sabre percentage, 927, 923, 7-1-1, and 7-3. One and one, Goals against average was like, I think, 2.47 to 2.43. Shots faced, shots, al- uh, shots saved, shots allowed, whatever. Um, basically identical, and they both have been... Um, really, really good. Um, you know, I saw some people saying, well, why do they have to keep going back and forth right now? Well, you know, that's what happens when you have a 1A, 1B situation. You know, Chicago is doing the same thing with Corey Crawford and Robin Leonard. I mean, those two goalies are pretty good. And I know Chicago is obviously not going to make the playoffs this season, but still, this is what happens when you have two number one goaltenders. It is not hard to comprehend. Matt Murray had deserved this start. I saw some people on Twitter were like, Oh, well, you know, they could have started Jari in this game. He played so well against Toronto. I'm like, man, this game would still be a blowout with Tristan Jari and Nat Fellas. You know, it would be the exact same. Um, I don't really understand um, the need for Murray Hate. You know, like I said, I'm going to be muting some people uh, probably if, you know, if this keeps happening. And I already have at least. But yeah, I mean, the third goal, just a breakaway. Kasperi Kapanen was a really nice shot to beat Murray Blocker's side. Don't know what the hell Yuso Rikolo was doing on that play. That was, um,. It's kind of weird. He was caught flat-footed, um, had no chance to catch up to Kapanen. He just basically darted down the center of the ice. And it, by then, it, you know, it was too little too late uh, for the uh, for the Penguins. You know, it would have been nice to see Murray make the save, but that was a really nice shot. Really can't do anything about that. I Like I said, I thought for the Nylander going the five-on-three, that's where, you know, the game went out of hand. You know, you, you, when you were down one nothing, you took the one penalty. Okay, you can probably kill that off. Then when you cleared the puck, the delay game penalty, it's just with seven seconds into the first uh, penalty, that's unacceptable. That's not okay. Um, it took them, I think, what, 40 seconds to score on the five-on-three. One-on-one, uncontested. Uh, Murray came out big. It looked like he was going to make the save, and it somehow, you know, trickles five-hole. You know, sometimes the puck will do that. It's a really nice shot by Nylander. I thought Murray could have had it, but, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not going to blame Matt Murray for that goal. I don't know why... Um, People would, you know, the, the Peng- like I said, the Penguins lose this game with Tristan Jari and Nett. They lose this game with me and Nett. They lose this game with my grandmother in Nett. That is, that, I mean, <laughs> it's really that simple at this point. Um, I also, um, 
But uh, overall, uh, I'll get to the next point in a second. You know, I know what some people they have a little agenda to follow. You know, I can tell very easily that they don't say the same crap when Tristan Jari has a game like this. And oh, he has had games like this. You know, ever since his hot start, and I know he's rebounded lately. But still, he's had games like this where he's given up three to four goals. And oh, it's crickets. It's crickets because he's played very, very well. And it's like, yeah, well, you can support another goalie who's played really, really well and has ascended himself up to almost being back to the number one goaltender. It is okay if a goalie sometimes has an off game. He cannot play good every night. This was probably Matt Murray's first, you want to call it an off night in since the new year. And you know what? I'll take it. He's going to bounce back the next game. I don't care if you play him against Buffalo or Washington. You probably need to see Jari against Washington because I think you'll run into them in the playoffs. You know, it does not matter to me who starts those two games. Both of them give them a great chance to win. He will rebound and he will play better in one of those two games. I absolutely guarantee it. You know, I, I don't know really what you can do at the Hyman goal. Just another Nice shot, you know. I mean, and the game was already over at this point anyway. Uh, it's 4 nothing still. I've been trying to uh, reach up, refresh Twitter to see if any Penguin will score. It probably uh, will not happen at this point, considering um, that it's, it's getting a little, little later in the third period. Um, I am curious about Justin Schultz. It's another really bad game for him. He just looks he just looks flat every game now. and He just he has not been the same. I know he's... I don't know. I don't know if it's a usage issue. I don't know if it's he's still hurt or something. I know he's battled a lot of injuries these past couple years. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I truly don't know. I can't answer that for you. Um, but you know what? It's a problem. And you know, I've, you know, I've seen the talk about you know trading Justin Schultz in the past couple of days about on Penguins Twitter. You know, I've seen that. You know, I, I think. Um, me, me personally, I mean, I would really only do it if it's Nets see something back uh, for now, for this season. Like, don't trade him for futures. That's uh, stupid. You would have to net back, like, a defenseman at the least or maybe even a forward. But um, I really don't think Jim Rutherford is going to go down that route. I just, I don't see it, you know. He's talked about, you know, maybe adding a defenseman if Dumoulin and Marino are a little bit behind schedule. But I don't think he's going to trade one of his defensemen, especially Justin Schultz, who has struggled and did struggle again tonight. Um, you know, it also doesn't hope that help for tonight that the Leafs are at 70% expected goals tonight. Um, that's really, really good. Uh, it's not very often that a team is that high on expected goals. It just goes to show that this was a really, really off game uh, for the Penguins. We'll get to the Crosby line um, in the next segment, I think. But yeah, you know, just it's it really is one of those games. You know, I'm like I said, I'm gonna get to the Crosby thing uh, coming up. But um, yeah, there's really honestly not much else to say about that effort. And uh, yeah, that was garbage. That's unacceptable. I'm sure Mike Sullivan is going to rip into the team after the game. He's probably going to say some stuff to the media. I mean, I don't think he's going to, you know, go full John Tortorelli here, as of course that's his mentor. But you know, I think he is going to let the team know that. Um, that's that that, that 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 is unacceptable, and that's not okay to play like that, especially coming off a really nice win. And you know, you expected Toronto to have a lot, a bit of a pushback. They were absolutely embarrassed on a Tuesday night in Pittsburgh. The Penguins embarrassed them twice this season, so you know, you they were expected to come out here and have a decent game. They were also embarrassed against Buffalo um, this past weekend. They lost, I think, five to two to them as well, which is you know pretty pathetic. Buffalo gave up seven goals to the Senators the other night. That's really really pathetic. But yeah, you know, can't win them all, everyone. But yeah, just those were mostly um, some of my thoughts uh, for now about this game. All right, so yeah, I think for the Sidney Crosby line, yeah, it was a very, very rare occurrence to see him hemmed in his own zone with his line. Two to three shifts in a row, it looked like. And it was almost for a full minute each time. Uh, 
I can't remember his line and him struggling this bad um, in a game probably uh, this entire season. I don't think they ever have this entire season. Now, you know, the Zucker-Simone-Crosby line has been dynamite ever since Zucker came over from the Minnesota Wild. But, you know, sometimes the line is going to struggle. Um, uh, like I said, you know, the, the, they, the Leafs were just hemming in them in their own zone, getting off all kinds of shots. Um, the Penguins just couldn't clear the puck with them in their own zone. Um, doesn't help matters, you know, when Jack Johnson is on the ice for that as well. He can't get the puck out. He can't even take a simple pass. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's all kinds of bad. You know, it was, it was literally all kinds of bad for the Penguins tonight. And you know, like I said, you know things are going bad when the Sidney Crosby line is basically being shut down um, the entire game and hemmed in the run zone. You know, the Penguins are not going to win a game. Um, when their line is, when the Cindy Crosby line, excuse me, is hemmed in their own zone like that. It just won't happen. It, it never will. You know, luckily uh, right now the Canadians are helping out the Penguins a little bit. They're up 3-2 in the third period, though Alex Ovechkin apparently is being double shifted to trying to get his 700th goal. Um, if that happens during uh, this episode, uh, just uh, congratulations to him. He definitely deserves it. Um, but also I think the uh, the Malkin line kind of struggled a little bit uh, with uh Rust and Cahoon. Um, and I will want to say that I think the game also turned when the Penguins failed to score on that power play. Um, it was a really, really good-looking power play, too. They got some really good chances on Frederick Anderson. Latang had a bomb um, from, I think, the slot area. Uh, Crosby, yeah, that was that was the big chance on the power play, too. Kapanen got back. And if he doesn't disrupt the puck and take it away, uh, that's a wide-open net for Crosby. It would have been um, one nothing, and you know who knows how the game turns out at that point. You know who knows if the Penguins, how the level, the Penguins, excuse me, their level of play, um, if it goes up or not after that power play. Um, that was also, I think, the first time um, since uh, the first game of the season where the Penguins' uh, power play against the Leafs did not work. They, of course, they were three for three, I think, in their game on Tuesday on the power play against the Leafs, where they just uh, tormented them the entire game. But yeah. Um, but overall, I really, I really just don't have much else to say. Like these kind of games just suck because you don't really can take away a lot from it. Other than that, yeah, the team just sucked ass. I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, I know I'm only ten minutes into this episode, but I mean, I think that's basically the main point. You know, you can't win them all. You're gonna have bad games where the team just looks like crap. Um, hopefully, um, I was re- listening to Elliot Friedman's Thirty One Thoughts podcast today. Apparently, it sounds like he said that Dumoulin is getting. Closer to returning, which is good news, also on the GMJR show yesterday. He, uh, Jim Rutherford confirmed that they are, I think, that John Marino is going to start skating this weekend. So that's really, really good news um, that both of those guys should be back. Um, hopefully, relatively soon, maybe within a week, you know, maybe a little more, but still. Um, you know, we can't, the Penguins overall, they just can't have Jack Johnson playing top pairing minutes for much longer. Especially, and same with Justin Schultz. They need to put those two guys on the bottom pairing. They need to put those two guys out against. Um, third or fourth lines, well, in other words, good matchups for them where they're not going to get caved in their own zone. They're not going to play more minutes than they need to. Um, yeah, I, I've already talked about Justin Schultz today. Um, I just, I don't know what's wrong with him. I know he's been injured a couple times this season. It's not easy coming off a, what was it, like a six weeks lower body injury. Of course, he had the, what was it, he had the fractured ankle um, last season that he came off of. Wasn't the same. He just, like, he just hasn't been the same in the last three seasons. And, you know, some team is going to make a big, big mistake by paying him a lot of money this offseason. I can see it now. It only takes one team to do it. Some team is definitely going to do it, and they're going to be regretting it um, for however long they, they try to sign him. It's probably going to be maybe like a four- to five-year term. If Schultz gets more than that, um, that's even more ludicrous because he definitely, I don't think, deserves that. You know, he just needs to go to a team that will put him in the right role, i.e. a bottom-pairing role. He's just... 
You know, he's not a top pairing defenseman. You really, he, you really can't even put him on the middle pairing right now because he's just, he just doesn't have it right now for some reason. Look, this is like, a, this is just not the same player that we saw in 2015, 16, and 2016, 17. I mean, he's just fallen. He's fallen quite far. And, you know, I've seen some people say, you know, maybe he's playing through an injury or something like that. You know, that could be the case. I did see a quote the other day from, I think, Mike Sullivan, apparently that why why Zach Trotman was called up from Wilkes-Barre was because some of the defensemen are going through some minor ailments. So, yeah, would not really be surprised um, if Schultz was was one of the defensemen that was going through a minor ailment. And also, he's been playing hurt for mostly uh, this entire season. So, I mean... Uh, it just it would not it would not surprise me in the slightest. Um, at the time of this recording, uh, since five minutes were left in the first period, the Penguins have ten shots on goal. We're over halfway through the third period. Um, that's just woof. That's uh, that's bad. And um, I did see a tweet during the game when the Penguins took the delay game penalty. Um, thought it was really funny that uh, Jedediah Jed, one of my favorite Penguins followers, he basically put up the uh, the, the game sheet of when the Penguins took uh, three three uh, yes three. Delay game penalties in Game Six of the Capital Series in 2016, um, which basically took I think uh, 15 years off my life. Um, the Penguins were like, well, we're always were in complete control of that game, and then you know Chris Kunitz, Nick Minino, and who was it, Ian Cole, that decided to uh, play idiot mode and take three delayed game penalties. And I still don't know how the Penguins won that game. So Jed, really funny tweet. I thought that would be um, really really funny to talk, uh, just to bring up because considering that the other uh, Penguins. Took another delay game penalty. You know, had to make this uh, podcast a little amusing just to think about that, even though that memory was a little bad, but still they ended up winning the game. Um, I'm just, I'm just, honestly, I'm just trying to figure out what else to talk about. And of course, right as this recording, it looks like Dominic Cahoon um, is potentially seriously injured. Um, yeah, just looking at the replay now. Oh God, that's, that's not good. Um, yeah, I just saw the replay. Um, why are you blocking a shot down for nothing, man? That's just, that's, that's, ugh, I can't even put into words how dumb that is. It looks like, that's, he looked like he broke his leg, honestly, with that shot. Um, he's barely even putting any weight on it coming off the ice. Um, that's just, that's, uh, that's not good. He was, uh, looks like he's being helped off the ice. Um, he can't barely even put weight on his leg. Um, yeah, just, you know, he just came back from a concussion too. You know, he's been one of their best forwards. This season, um, that absolutely stinks. Um, hopefully, get an update from Mike Sullivan after the game. Um, I don't know how much of an update he's going to bring. It's probably he's probably just going to be like, you know, we, I don't have much specifics on it. We'll have an update tomorrow. We'll have an update Saturday for the game or whatever. So, who knows? He's always very vague with that. But um, if that injury turns out to be serious, I think Jim Rutherford is definitely going to have to um, get another, definitely get another forward, even though he's already considering it. And um, there could be an old friend that I've seen rumored going around. Um, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, I hope not, um, at least. But yeah, this is um, that's not good. Uh, he just came back, so yeah, definitely not good news that Cahoon is now potentially out for a little bit. We, you know, but we still don't know. We have to see the updates before we uh, jump to any sad conclusions. All right, so. Obviously, there's more trade talk going around the league right now. Um, there's just a bunch of it. There's four days left to the trade deadline, believe it or not. I still can't believe that at this point. Um, I was listening to Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts podcast. I've seen it around Twitter. Sounds like, yes, the Penguins are interested in bringing back Connor Sherry. You know, Jim Rutherford did say he wants to add a forward that has championship experience, fits how our team plays, all that yada, yada, yada good stuff. Um, you know, I've seen people that like bringing back Connor Sherry. I've seen people that are completely against bringing back Connor Sherry. I'm in the middle. I'm kind of indifferent on it, honestly. 
Um, yeah, would he fit the team? Yeah, he would. I just I question if he would actually produce on in the bottom six. You know, we all know what he did with Sidney Crosby. I think he remember when he led. I think the what was it the league in five v five points per sixty. I think that one year was like three point two something. I'd have to double check. I know it was over three. Um, which was absolutely ridiculous. I never thought he would do that. Then the numbers came down to his career average. I think this year he's at 1.57. If I, I remember, I checked this morning. Um, you know, still serviceable. You know, I mean, yes, yes, I know he falls down a lot. <laughs> like a lot of people like to say, but um, I'm just I'm indifferent. Like I wouldn't hate it, but I also wouldn't like it either. I prefer someone else, honestly. Maybe like like a. Johan Larson kind of guy. Maybe um, I saw um, Darren, who um, really good Penn's fan on Twitter, say Matt Nieto would like that too. Just, you know, I feel like it's going to be someone that's, you know, not on um, – that hasn't really been talked about yet because that's really how Jim Rutherford likes to do um, these kind of trades is to just trade for someone that no one really expects. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely got to trade for someone now, uh, now if, if, especially, like I said, if Dominic Cahoon is out for any uh, sort of time. And, you know, it just, you could just really tell that the Penguins missed Dominic Cahoon when he was out for the month with a concussion. Um, the speed he brings, his goal-scoring ability, his playmaking ability, how ferocious he is on the forecheck, the puck, just, just able to find his stick really, really nicely. Um, that's going to be a big loss if he's out for a while. Um, it's Or even just any period of time. I don't care if it's a game. I don't care if it's a week. I don't care if it's six weeks, the two months, whatever. You know, any amount of time without Dominic Cahoon sucks, man, that... It was just tonight that they reunited the Cahoon, Malkin, Russ line because, of course, Malkin um, missed the last game due to uh, being sick. He was, uh, of course, he came back tonight. He was feeling much better. Uh, you can kind of tell that Evgeny Malkin was really sick the last game, considering that uh, he was kind of heaving his chest a little bit. He 100% probably went um, um, into the locker room and barfed um, <laughs> right before the game started because he was just looking really ill. But, anyways, enough thinking about throwing up. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, that sucks. You know, that line is just so good. They're, they play so well together. They, they know how to, uh, I, I was going to repeat myself saying they play so well together. They, but they just, they really do. And it's, it's going to suck that he's out. Um, if, if he is, but you know, also at this point, I'm just trying to see if the Penguins are not going to get shut out tonight. Um, it has not been very often that the Penguins have been shut out tonight. I know it's below five times. I think it's been only the Vegas game. There was another game. They got shut out. Um, I'm honestly trying to think of other games where the Penguins were shut out this year. I think, I think the list is only about two to three right now. I'm not, I, I'm gonna have to double check the schedule, but I know it's below five. It's around two to three, I think. Penguins, yeah, the Penguins do not really get shut out. I know they're not one of the four teams that have not been shut out this season because I know, um, Vegas did it, and then I know some other team um did it to them as well. Um, it's like that team. It, it's almost like it's eluding me right now, and it's it's actually kind of annoying me. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get it at some point. I just can't remember right off the top of my head. And, of course, as I'm saying this, who else but Tom Wilson decides to tie the game for the Capitals with 20 seconds left? Um, thanks a lot, Montreal. You know, I really, we really needed them to lose in regulation, so now the Caps are going to get at least a point, tie the Penguins in the standings. Hopefully the Habs can somehow beat them in overtime, though I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, that absolutely sucks that um, the Habs did that. You know, I think they've lost eight in a row coming into this game. And with that, the Penguins, um, the game is now mercifully over. Of course, they lose 4-0 to Toronto. 
Um, and yes, it is mercifully over. You know, I know I'm going all over the place on this podcast. Um, I just, I wanted to really get it out of the way. Um, and just, you know, just talk, you know, about whatever, you know, I know, like I said, I'm not going all over the place. Um, I felt like I had to considering like there just there wasn't a lot to take away from the game other than of course the Cahoon injury and um, the Sidney Crosby line and wanted to get my stuff about the goalie, but you know, please Montreal, please somehow uh, take that, um, second point and beat the Capitals in overtime or else, of course, the Capitals will leapfrog the Penguins by being one point ahead of them, though. Uh, both the Penguins and the Capitals both have back-to-backs this weekend. I believe the uh, Capitals go to New Jersey on Saturday. And then, um, as with the Penguins will play, of course, they'll host Buffalo for the second time out of three times this season. And then, of course, the big game between Pittsburgh and Washington, nationally televised on NBC Sunday afternoon, 12.30 p.m., um, yeah, that game is going to be absolutely massive, and you know, hopefully, by some beyond miracle, the Penguins hopefully will have Cahoon for that game, and maybe some more reinforcements. Uh, maybe there'll also be a trade in place. You know, Jim Rutherford, I'm sure, is going to get um, the diagnosis on. Try, he's going to try to get that very quickly with the deadline now very soon to make sure that you know he has ample time to make calls, to GMs, you know, see if a player is available, whatnot. So you know. Keep that um, in mind. You know, keep it right here on Locked On Penguins. We're gonna have it all for you. You know, we're gonna have another episode coming tomorrow. Um, probably do a lot of mailbag. Probably do a lot of trade talk. I think uh, Monday is gonna be a big day, of course, um, with the um, you know the trade deadline day. We'll have it all right uh, here for Locked On Penguins. I think next week we're gonna get a special guest on. Um, one of the best Penguin writers in the city of Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be coming on this podcast. I'll let you guys figure that out. Um, in my opinion, he's probably in the top three, um, easily one of the top three best uh, writers about the, Pit- the Pittsburgh Penguins um, in the city of Pittsburgh. That's all I'll say about it. I think he's going to be coming on. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. I know it went all over the place. I hope it was still okay. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.